Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The offices open, my friends. Adam Ronis, big game tonight. Texas Tech, UVA. Who you got? Yeah, not what people were expecting to see. Uh, you know, Virginia's been impressive here. Although they were known coming into the tournament as a team that just can't get it done in the big spot. Obviously, first number one seed losing to a 16 last year, and there were a couple moments where it looked like they might not make it. And Texas Tech has been pretty impressive in this tournament. So uh, I'm leaning towards Texas Tech. I, to- I told you Texas Tech in the under, right? I gave you that one last week. The under was my lock of the century. For the Saturday game? Yeah. But I do, do have to say, I think that last thing was a foul. There was no doubt the guy fouled him. But the play before was a double dribble. But he also got grabs. He grabbed yeah, his jersey. Which one? On the double dribble. He grabbed his jersey. Oh, so I, I didn't see that. When he kicked the ball? Yeah, he grabbed his jersey. So you thought it was a good, good call the way it was? You no, thought at the end of the game, you thought that was a well-called, well-officiated game. It was definitely a foul on the three-pointer. Oh, no, that was absolutely a foul. There's no question about that. But I'm saying, wouldn't that have been Auburn's ball before because he kicked the ball? No, he grabbed his jersey, though. The defender, that's, I, I think I people are missing that. that. Yeah. yeah, I think I missed he that. He grabbed him. Hmm. And did they call a foul on that play? No, they didn't call a foul on the grab jersey right before the double dribble. They called the foul after. So everyone was like, oh, it's a double dribble. Right. But he was grabbed, too. So it would have went both ways. It would have been either it would have been a foul. Hmm, I didn't see the grab jersey. I just saw the, the double dribble, and I was like, how do they not get the ball back there? Game should have been over right there on the spot. Just with a lot of really questionable calls in that game. I'm not going to say that Virginia wasn't the better team. I think Virginia was a very good team. I, I thought it was a very evenly matched game, and I, I, would, I, I cry for Auburn because their best player wasn't even playing. Could you imagine if that guy was playing? I mean, obviously, you would think that they would have won, but that was a tough way to lose if you're Bruce Pearl, dude. Yeah, it definitely was, and you know, unfortunately, it happens. And also, uh, you know, give guy a lot, a, a lot of credit hitting all three free throws. How often do you see that in college basketball? Almost never. And I'm going to tell you something. I like Texas Tech tonight, but I worry because guy, if you leave him open, Michigan State can't shoot. Virginia can shoot. Jerome can shoot. Guy can shoot. This team could shoot a little bit. No, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a, a close game. I wouldn't expect it to be a blowout, and you know. Virginia survived what they needed to, you know, to get to this point. I think it was really big for them. But uh, Texas Tech has been really impressive in this tournament. I think it's a great story either way. If Virginia wins, they lost last year as a sixteen, you know, to a sixteen, and now they win, basically with the same group of guys. And if Texas Tech wins, it's the most unheard of story ever because you think of that as a football school. I think it's great either way. Yeah, and you saw Pat Mahomes was there cheering them on. Yeah, dude, he looks big. He does. Did you see I his know, guns? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. 
God. I thought he was a skinny dude. He looked like he ate something over the, over the offseason that uh, sucked in like a balloon. So, man, that was good stuff. So, should be a good game tonight. Now, I love the under in the other previous game. Now it's 118 runners. I think so Vegas. Low. Yeah, Vegas was right on on this one. They were way off. It was 130 Michigan State, Texas Tech, which is why it was my lock of the century. My Vegas Dave lock of the century. What about tonight with the 118? I think, I think Vegas is right there. I think it's going to be like 60 to 58 or something ridiculous like that. I think I might take the over. Yeah, I think I would take the over too. But not by a lot. I think it's going to be like literally your, your fingernails will be nubs because it's going to be like a 120 or 121 end. Yeah, I think if you feel like that, you just don't touch it. Like right. if you, you know, you, you need to be, when you are betting on a game, you need to be convinced. You know, if you're like on the fence, just don't touch it. You don't need to bet everything. It's so funny you said that. I was doing a DFS lineup yesterday, and I hated the team. And I decided I'm not playing. I'm like, I couldn't find a team that I was happy with. It just, you know how the puzzle just didn't fit? The puzzle didn't fit, and I didn't play. I was very proud of myself, Ronis. Yeah, I think sometimes you need to do that. You don't need to play every day. I know we love it, the rush, the thrill. Watching the game certainly is more exciting. But there are certain days, either you don't have the time. I mean, and again, that's where we kind of help. We got the optimizer. We got the write-up. So if you, there is a day you do want to play and you don't have the time to do research, that's what Scout DFS is for. You read the write-ups real quickly. They're concise. Use the optimizer. But if you... Are, not, are just not comfortable a day, you just don't like the lineup, you keep trying, you don't need to play. Just don't you know, put in the time and effort that day if, it doesn't, if, you, if you feel like it's not working out. I couldn't agree with you more. All right, I want to look back on, on Monday. I want to look back on the uh, action, the show that we've been watching on Showtime. Dude, this was an action-packed episode of a lot of crazy things going on. And considering Chipotle Attic and Papa Gates, dude, I've never seen money funneled in to DFS like that in my life. Yeah, I mean, we know it goes on, and obviously they gave us, like, the figures on a given Sunday. I think it was at, what, 173,000 on DraftKings and, like, 60 on FanDuel? That he lost. Sunday. Yeah. That he lost. Forget played, that he lost. And then, so I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting, and I'm talking to my son this morning as, we're driving, as I'm driving him to school, and I'm thinking to myself, how can I beat this guy? Because the other day I was in baseball, I had a top 10 team, right? Remember the day I won a lot of money? Chipotle Attic was in the, had like the five of the first five teams in front of me. Yeah, I mean, look at the same time. <laughs> look how much time he's putting in. I mean, he basically said it. I mean, he sleeps in this chamber just so he can get good sleep before making lineups on a Sunday. So he's putting in a ton of time and obviously a lot of lineups and using the uh, cruncher uh, lineup. Uh, uh, you know, right, the lineup there, tool. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, so. you can move that tool. So cruncher gives you, I don't know if you ever, have you seen cruncher? No, I've, I haven't used it. I've just okay. seen, I've seen it, you know, uh, like a screenshot of it. So cruncher has their numbers and then you can go in and tweak, and tweak their it. numbers yeah. to what you want it to be. And then you can ex export the lineups and create lineups according to, you know, theirs plus yours. Like it, it allows you almost to create your own algorithm, if you will. So let's say they think for tonight, let's say Justin Verlander's 44 points, but I think he's going to be 41 points. I can change that on the site right there. Right. And you could do that on ours too. Right. So it, that's, I mean, it's, it, it's just a very, it's a, it's a useful tool. But I mean, dude, that is insane how much he was playing. If I lost $150,000, do you know how fast I'd be kicked out of my house and yeah, divorced? I mean, but that's the thing you have to understand is that everyone has a different bankroll. And obviously, a, you have to go in knowing, okay, 
this money that I put in, there's a chance that I lose all of it. Are you okay with that? And you have to understand. And obviously, I think you mentioned that he won what the most was 1.5 million in there. So right, right. Obviously, well, if he wins one week though, one right. week for him wins the whole season. Tommy G was like that too. Right. He basically said, "Hey, if I do really well in two out of the 17 weeks, then I'm in good shape." Right. Crazy, but he he was losing money that I would never even consider playing. I mean, dude, I play a couple hundred dollars a week, and I think that's a lot. And this guy's playing thousands, and he's papering every single like six figures. Yeah, and uh, every single uh, you know head to heads, uh, 50, 50 50s, you know, cash games, GPPs. It doesn't matter. Everything. Yeah, and it just shows that, you know, I think a lot of times we see these guys up at the leaderboard and you think, oh, they win all the time. No, there are nights that they're they're losing six figures. But can I tell you what bothers me most of all? And maybe because I am, I've been around sports my whole life, Adam. I bet you that guy doesn't know crap about the sport. I bet you he doesn't know these players like we do. I bet you he doesn't know the nuances. I think he just literally is a math guy who processes numbers. And I think his, maybe he knows a little bit. I'm not going to say he knows nothing, but I would say he knows a third of what we know. Uh, it could be true. I don't know. Don't know him well, so I don't want to pass judgment. He was there, they, at least in the clips, they were showing him watch the game. So, again, I don't know, but there are a lot of people who just do it based on statistics and models and they don't watch the game that we know that does happen and you even saw it in the episode too one of the gamblers who doesn't even watch the games yeah do you know what do you know what tommy used to say tommy said the advantage that we had meaning seasonal players like a pete alonzo this guy doesn't know who pete alonzo is we do they, he has to wait for Pete Alonso to come up for a month or so, and then he gets his numbers, and then he knows Pete Alonso better than we do. But that, that first month, we get an advantage because we know the players as they come up before these guys hit on them. Uh, that is true, and I wonder if they do anything in the model to make adjustments for that because we are seeing more rookies come up and, and explode. So, you know, Alonso has already produced, so when does he start popping in these models? I think he starts popping a little earlier, and also he, he's getting priced. Remember the old days in FanDuel, Alonzo would be two thousand dollars, and he for would while, work yeah. for a while, and he'd work his way. Now he's starting out. Then he started at like thirty-one or thirty-two hundred, even opening day. I think so. Yeah, I remember us talking about that. I think it was around thirty-one, thirty-two hundred on FanDuel. Right. So I mean, in the old days, you got Alonzo for two thousand. We got a head start. We've lost that head start. Yeah. No, that is true. It's a definitely adjusted. I mean. Even today, uh, I was looking real quickly. Tapia is forty six hundred on DraftKings because they're home, and David Dahl might not play. All right, you know there, there there's. Um, have you seen the DraftKings numbers tonight? Did you see because that's a course field game? The Atlanta Braves are so. Uh, D- Dansby Swanson's like forty six hundred dollars. I mean, they are out of their out of their minds with the course field uh, pricing. Yeah, and that always happens, and you know, I, I it it probably needs to be done because we know it's easy for people to just stack course field, and you don't want that to be the case. So you have to increase the prices, and that's what they've done, making it a little bit more difficult to get those guys in. And if you want them, you're going to have to sacrifice elsewhere. I guess so. I just saw that. I was like, my, this is crazy. But I think what bothered me the most about watching action was that I'm like, I I am literally going. You know, they're Rambo going in with, uh, with things. I'm literally first blood where I'm going in with a knife 
to a, to a gunfight, and these guys are going in, guns are blazing. I don't know how you compete, man. I really don't, Adam. I think it's crazy. Unless and people will say, well, Doc plays single entries, which is obviously the answer. But outside of that, I don't know what to tell people. Yeah, but they don't. It's not like they win every millionaire maker. Uh, again, the odds obviously are tougher, for sure. But we have seen people win that with a single entry. You need a lot of things to break right. But yeah, I mean, they're obviously in good shape because uh, they get to cover a lot of bases, and uh, they. I think anyone would want that opportunity. What was your other? Do you have any other takeaways from the action last night? Because there was a lot of. Uh... A lot of stuff with gambling there. Vegas Dave looked like he was hanging out with his friends there in Cabo. Well, not many friends. He even yeah. said that his, his circle has gone down from like 40 to 5, and that included his bomb. <laughs> and his dog. dog. So, <laughs> you know, he said that, you know, was it, was it winning money was better than sex for him? I right. Think that was one of the quotes that right. stood out. And you said that too, right? No, nah, I never said uh, that. Okay, I thought uh, you said that. I don't know, 10,000 <laughs> a day? It depends. Mean, it could change some things because then that can lead to sex anyway. So, right. More know, money for you, sex. If yeah. you're making 10 grand a day, man, and you can't get laid, man, just go home, man. Just right. call it. Don't even try. I mean, really? You know, there's some thirsty women out there. So you make 10 grand a day. You should be able to ten, find somebody. Yeah, easy. So that was, that was like, he's like, yeah, if I. But he, he made a good point, though. He's like. See, if I have to go on a date, I got a shower, I get to get ready, pick up. <laughs> time is money, time gotta, is money. Then I got to talk to you for two hours about bull. <laughs> like that's four or five hours there where I'm not making money. I'm like, you know what? He's got a point. Maybe you I really, stop dating. You, you really felt that way, <laughs> I did. I'm like, you know what? He's, he's right. He is right. Um, that's if you got paid hourly. If you got paid hourly, Ronus, which may, maybe you will do in your next job, but that that would Here, be the only reason. Here's <laughs> the other thing, too, what you take away from this, is that people who gamble are very susceptible. Because I'm assuming what he is saying is true. I didn't know who this guy was before this, but you saw they showed all the subs coming in. Yeah. I mean, people are really hungry who are gamblers and they get sucked hungry. into a lot of stuff man. and then look when he called the chargers and they lost look at how quickly they turned on him you yeah. suck you're a fraud i hate you i invested in you it's see i guess we get the negativity in fantasy but you know you and i always give the answer hey it's your team right i didn't play it for you you're your own general manager this is just the advice we give you these guys because there's a lot of money on the line not, not a little money. You know, fantasy leagues is a little compared to this. When these guys are dropping 50K, when you lose, these guys are looking to kill you. Yeah, I mean, especially if they're paying, you know, 500 bucks a pop on, on the pick. You know, you, when you pay that money, you're assuming you're to win. But you got to understand, I mean, nothing is guaranteed, you know. But these people, I guess, because of his reputation. And, you know, he even said, I don't know if it was this episode or the previous one, where... It's all about image. Who wants to see who are you going to take advice from a guy driving around in an average car, living in an average home, you know, and that's why he's no, got he's right. $50,000 watch and he's shooting from Mexico and he's got a villa because people see that and they go, wow, this guy's doing really well. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, I'm going to take advice from him. So he was saying like image is everything. Does I ever tell you the old law school story? Which so one? The one where someone put a pill in your drink? No, no, that was a different law school story. Okay. All right, so this is the one I'm taking matrimonial law, okay? I'm at Seton Hall Law School in beautiful New Jersey. And the, the class, I get in there, and my teacher goes, I, this is back in, you know, many years ago because I'm old. And the teacher goes, I charge $300 an hour. He goes, that's $100 an hour more than anybody else in the state of New Jersey. 
And he goes, you know why I do it? Because people think I'm the best. And I, when he said that, I go, you're my freaking idol. I love you. I totally agree with that. And he was right. Yeah, it's and you, if you look, if you can charge for it and people are going to pay it, why wouldn't you do it, right? No, it's true. And if, if, if Vegas Dave is sitting in a villa in a Cabo and you think that by playing his whale picks that you're going to win like him, that, then that you're going to do it. So good, good on him. But the info has got to be good, and that's the problem in this business. Is that I drop five hundred bucks. I bet if I drop five hundred bucks on tonight's game, I better have the right winner between Texas Tech and Virginia. Well, the thing is, he gets the reputation, he gets the money. If he goes on a hot streak, people keep coming back. And, and say he does you know, give that Chargers pick and loses, some people will drop out. But there might be some who, who still come back. And they go, oh, you know what, it was one bad one. Yeah, it was bad. But this guy's been good to me. I'll come back. So I would think at the end he would still survive. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's very well respected in Vegas. I mean, people I know in Vegas have told me this guy's a real dirtbag. But, I mean, look. I but it's not about the people. See, that's yeah. the thing. It's not about the people who are good and think they're better than him. He's not marketing to them. He's marketing right. to the average person who Correct. doesn't, who just see, that's that's the thing. No, he's right. He's, he's a genius marketer. It's absolutely true. All right, we'll continue our discussion about action, and we'll talk fantasy baseball. We'll talk tonight's slate. We'll do it all when we return right after this. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Scout Fantasy Sports Nobody on that Celtic team could ever have gotten away with all the crap those these younger guys have Bird, Mikhail, Parrish they would have thrown these ML car they would have thrown those guys off the team in two seconds those guys were all about team but I really do believe these guys these millennials these young guys they don't play the same way Cliff Klingsbury and using a cell phone during meetings to give them breaks to to go on a cell phone do you know how ridiculous that is? Weekdays 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers Alright, we're back. For you, the fan addict, please hold. Please continue to hold. Thank you for holding. It's a fan addict listening today, Ronas. I haven't oh, yeah. you hadn't heard of please hold in a long time. 
Oh, okay. There you go. That was when I used to. <laughs> that used to be when I used to do the solo show. When I used to be like digging for information that I couldn't find at my fingertips. How to do that? But um, I've really enjoyed the uh, the action uh, series. And if you haven't seen it, it's on Showtime. It's a documentary that they've done, and and I think it's sensational. There, Adam, I really do. Um, what do you think of that, uh, Kelly in Vegas? I, I think that she is doesn't know anything, to be quite honest with you. And I think that she is more of a face than anything in this industry. Uh, based on what? Do you know about her before the show? I, let's just say I know people who know people who know people who say that she is more of a face in this industry. And she, look, she, I give her credit. She's a good-looking girl, and she knows she has a window, and this is her window, and she's making money in it. Yeah. Um, I mean, good for her if she can. And obviously there isn't a lot of females in the uh, sports betting industry. There really isn't. Was there anything else that you saw on the show? I'm trying to think. There, was, there seemed like so much last night, but I can't seem to, to remember everything. But it was, uh, I was just overwhelmed with the, the, the DFS info, which I thought they finally dealt with last night. They hadn't yeah, I, was, wasn't, I wasn't sure if they were going to go into DFS at all. I was a little surprised when I saw it. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't realize there was going to be any DFS stuff on this show. But uh, you know, to actually see all the money being put up and all the lineups and the time spent certainly is eye-opening there. I thought it was interesting that uh, the NHL has totally embraced DraftKings and FanDuel, as has um, baseball, but football still very resistant. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure why. Uh, obviously, we've discussed this numerous times. You know, everyone claims how great the NFL is compared to other sports. And let's be real here that it's two reasons why. It's sports betting and fantasy sports. I'm sorry, guys. I don't care how big a football fan you are. You're not watching the Titans-Jacks on a Thursday night unless you have money on the game or you play fantasy football. You're just not. If you're an average fan and not a fan of those teams, you're not watching that game. I know you guys are lying if you are. Oh, I thought that was a very interesting thing we saw. Now I remember. If you don't play fantasy, most people average one game a week. Those who play fantasy daily average, what was it, like 38 games a year or something like that? It was like over two games a week of watching. Yeah, and I think that's really— Probably even more. I think that's an important point, too. I really do feel that the, tr the people who are really into fantasy really do watch a lot of games. And you can tell hearing them talk, and they know the rosters better than the average sports talk host in this country. I mean, because a lot of them are just centered towards their— team in that market whereas you know we are following every single team and we can go up and down the rosters now maybe some people don't look at the defensive side of the ball as much but i think you have to in fantasy because we're doing a lot of analysis on wide receiver cornerback matchups linebackers against the run but fan people who do the true fantasy guys not the people who only kind of do it once a week or whatever but the people who are really grinding it into this uh, they know these teams and football a lot better than most people, uh, even in the sports talk radio business. But I will say this. I, I always believe this, and I think I may have mentioned this to you before. I don't know if it was on air or off air. There is no advantage in gambling in the NFL. I think it is the tightest gambling market out there. And if you want to win money, go be a genius in college basketball or college football. Because they, there's so many schools out there. And I, I really believe this, Adam. I really believe if I quit all my, my job 
And I spent time just working on college basketball and college football and getting all that information. I could probably be a professional gambler because there are so many schools out there that Vegas can't cover. But football, NFL, man, when they say the line is six, that line is six, and they're always dead on. Did you ever think of trying it? Uh, I actually did many years ago before, you know, got married and had kids. But it, the thought crossed my mind, like, could I do it? And I remember that I told you I had one year where I was like 56% in the NFL, which was really good that year. But I just never, you know, I didn't have the guts to do it. I didn't want to li- I didn't want to be a degenerate that way, which I didn't want to be a guy in this film, Adam. Okay, I got it. But, yeah, they actually did mention that. If you remember the when they were at Monmouth Racetrack with Warren Sharp, and he yep. was saying that, too, that the NFL, it's really the most difficult because there's only 16 games a week, and, you know, it, it's easy for them to get the right line on the game, whereas college basketball, college football, there's so many teams, so many games that the middle to lower schools, they, they won't get as much information on. And if you well, dig deep right. and look at the – local beat reporting for injuries and stuff, you can have an advantage because not as many people are plucking down money on those games. So, you know, that's always the key in anything in life is you try and find an area where you can gain an advantage and exploit it. It's the same thing when we talk about fantasy and league structures. Go through the rules, see if there's any type of loophole, and if it's within the rules, take advantage of it. And the same thing in sports gambling in these, you know, other sports. I remember when we had Dan Obish on our show years ago, we used to joke about the CAA because my college was in the CAA conference. He's like, I love betting on the CAA, right? Because when Northeastern plays the UNC Wilmington, there's no information. And you have to really go onto the websites. You've got to really dig. And then you can say, oh, Wilmington's best shooting guard is out tonight. And they're, only, and they're, uh, they're a four-point underdog. Boom. Now you're betting on Northeastern. I think there's, there's ways to take advantage. People just don't want to put in the time, Adam. Yeah, I mean, for that's why, you know, most people, not everyone, because we know people who inherit money, but most people who are at the top of something or win a lot of money, they're putting in a lot of work. I mean, again, you, and I'm going just based on what we saw on TV, and I know people like to knock uh, Chipotle Addict and his brother, but if he's really putting in all that time and putting together algorithms, I mean, all right, I'll, I'll give you credit. You know, you put in the time and worked, and then you know, are, are seeing the benefits of it. I can respect that. Anyone who's going to put in hard work, I think most of the time, nothing really comes easy in life. It really doesn't. you got to put in work to have success. What I like about the guys at Daily Roto, Leone and Dink, they know the game too. See, I respect them as much as anybody in the industry because they, they have won leagues. They have won seasonal leagues. They know the players. I don't know whether Chipotle and his brother do, but I know that Mike and Drew do, and I think that's, that gives them an advantage, and I respect that. Yeah, definitely. Having had them on shows, having conversations with them and just listening to them talk, obviously you can tell. So, yes, do they do use a lot of uh, stats and advanced analytics? Absolutely. But I think you have to nowadays uh, to, ha- to have some success. I mean, it's just another tool. Why wouldn't you use it? It just can help you. And if it could get you onto one player, that potentially could be the difference maker on a night you winning, you know, three figures compared to six potentially. I thought also last night it was very interesting with Krakenberger how he looked for the right line at the right places and he was willing to chase the line. Remember he saw 190 and he went and got 190 and the minute he bet 190 it went to 210. That was incredible that the odds that he changed the odds he and Warren Sharp changed the odds and then did you see that he would bet one way so the odds would move and then they bet it the other way to get better odds. That I thought was brilliant. Yeah, and that happens quite a bit. You know, I've been doing a lot of NBA, and you could follow the line movement throughout the day. And obviously, it's been a little bit stark lately because so many teams 
have been sitting players, but you can see the line movement, and that's the one advantage, I guess, if you have in Vegas. Even if you're doing online, just look at different books. You know, you, you know, if you go, if you're in Jersey, you can go to DraftKings. Okay, now let's go to FanDuel, see what they have. Go to PointsBet, see what they have. And you should be doing that. You should be shopping around. You shouldn't just go to one and say, oh, okay, I'm going to take this one because you might get better odds depending on what you're picking on, on a different site. So it is a good example of how you should shop around. And it also goes to show how the people with big money move the line. You know, how many times I've heard like, oh, well, a $50,000 bet was placed in Atlanta. And I'm like, okay, that's great. That doesn't mean that Atlanta's going to cover or win. You know, these guys are wrong too. It makes you pause. But I remember, I forgot, I think it was Atlanta this year. I remember someone, oh, a big move was made on Atlanta. And Atlanta didn't win. They lost. No, but that happens. You ever go to a racetrack and watch the horses? No. And a horse all of a sudden, you never gone? It's great. No. I mean, I've been at Monmouth, but I didn't go to watch the Oh, dude, it's my favorite. Okay, my grandfather used to take me when I was a kid. I I read a racing form before I read anything, before I read a book in school. That's, That's true, by the way. So I'll sit there and I'm telling you that, you know, the horse could be 10 to 1. And then all of a sudden, with like a minute to go, the horse is bet down to three to one. You know what that is? All the late money coming on the horse. Now, what happens is sometimes if I could lock in that 10 to one, which I can't, you can't do that at a racetrack because you got to wait until the, you know, the, 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 the race starts. But if I could lock in a 10 to one for a horse that's bet down to three to one, that's a lot more money for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, that's one of the things that you have to be, uh, looking at is trying to get the best line and uh sometimes it's days before the game you know especially if you're talking nfl uh, i did it a couple times this year i saw the line i'm like oh let me lock this in now and, and then moved in you know the direction which i w- i wouldn't have taken it so you know there, there's disadvantages someone can get hurt but uh just like, it's like the same thing the discussion with drafting early in fantasy like should you draft your baseball in january should you draft your football team in june or july there's advantages and disadvantages. It's the same thing as locking in the early lines if you can get them. Well, Frankie used to say, you know, when with Vegas whispers, I remember those emails like, get 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 in now, get, uh, lock it in now on this with this line is like this because it may change. And I'd be like, dude, really? I mean, it's only an hour, but he could be right. You get four and a half, and then two hours later, it's five. You lost out, right? Because someone could put a fifty thousand dollar bet. You know, as you go down, what the guy took the. Patriots for 30k and the guy next to him's like oh uh, just curious who you're betting on, you know? <laughs> right now let me ask you this you're you're that dude who asks the guy right and you say and the guy says I just bet 30k in the Patriots wouldn't you go put 300 down on the Patriots and you, if you, you figure this guy did it or do you go I know more than this idiot depends I mean 30,000 is different for everyone so do you know this guy based on the documentary is that you know what, i just i i say look if i'm next to you and you put i just saw you put ten dollars down on the patriots i'm like whatever but you if you put down twenty five thousand, i might think you know something more than i do yeah i mean that would be the initial human reaction for sure you'd be like wait a second 30k <laughs> this guy's pretty confident maybe i should try that and, and it was amazing how people were poo-pooing the patriots all year right we talked about that but then when the games counted who was there at the end yeah, for sure. Hey, I, I was picking the Chargers against the Patriots. So it was dead wrong. Uh, you know, I failed to take into account the the Belichick Brady. Uh, I thought the Chargers had the talent, and they did. But man, they just got whacked. So uh, I was on the Chargers side of that one. It was dead wrong. Vegas Ronas, right there, taking a big L on that one. But look, I, don't I didn't put thirty k. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever put thirty k on the Chargers against New England. Well, that was the other thing. You know, when when you conceptualize it, if you listened, he had to put down. Was it 
30 K to win, to win 14 or something like that. That's insanity. I want to put, see, that's why I always, you know, we talk about this. I don't know if you and I talked about this. I want to put down a hundred to win 600. I don't want to have to put down 600 to win two. That's ridiculous, dude. Then you got to take the underdogs, obviously. That's the way you win then is by taking the underdog. If you want, you know, those type of odds, which obviously uh, underdogs lose quite a bit. But if you find the right one and you get good odds, then yeah, you can make some good money. But there's nothing. I mean, could you imagine putting down six to win two? How do you make enough money? That the only way you make enough money is by dropping thirty k on that. Yeah, or you're so supremely confident that it's going to happen. You know, and uh, I, it, look, it worked out with New England. They won easy. So you, you look back and say, well, they were right. But I think going in, they're probably there were a lot of people who are on the Chargers, and that was the other telltale sign too. Sometimes when you see the public in one direction, you know that go the other, go the other. Especially if they're if the favorite is the one that the public's betting against too. Do you remember? I don't. I'm sure you did. This year, the game, the lock of the year. If you use that thing, remember the Vikings played the Bills, and the Vikings were at home. Oh yeah, and everyone picked the Vikings in the uh, Survivor Pool, and everybody picked, and that was the week to pick the Bills because when 95 percent of people are going one way, trust me when I tell you, Vegas is not paying out 95 percent of people. They're just not. Yeah, that was uh, certainly one that knocked a lot of people out. Right, and you it have, wasn't even close. Like the Bills came like out nineteen nothing. Was it nineteen nothing or yeah. something like that? You have to look. There's like seriously in the NFL, there are probably two spots a year like that one where you bet it and then you could be my super rich friend i don't most weeks when it's tennessee minus four against jacksonville stay away 50 50 games stay away ronas but those games like that viking buffalo game that's where you make your money in with with in the nfl yeah and all you need to do is take the points in that game too i mean if you bet the money line i don't even remember what it was but yeah there's a there's been some big money lines late here in the NBA too, where uh, some of the other dogs have come through. Yeah, because you don't even know what's going to happen at the end of the, in the NBA. This is really so potluck at this time of year. There's like four teams playing. You think the Knicks aren't the Knicks playing the Pistons? Any chance the Knicks win that game, Adam? Well, Zero. the Knicks played the Wizards yesterday, and I was like been betting against the Knicks. The Wizards favored by four, and the Knicks won. Did they not get the memo? I Lose. guess. Well, it doesn't matter at this point because uh, you know they they have a thirteen point one percent chance of getting the number one pick, just like the two teams that finish behind them. So, I still I think uh, I think is it Phoenix, lo- New York, and who's the third team? Is it Cleveland or? Could you imagine if Zion goes to Cleveland? Would that be like a good story, LeBron and then Zion? Yeah, uh, Knicks have sixteen wins. And then Phoenix and Cleveland each have 19. So the Knicks are locked into, you know, being one of the three worst teams uh, with two games left. Uh, For the Knicks, they do have two games. They play Tuesday, Wednesday. So they'll have a 13.1% chance of getting number one pick. And even Shouldn't they, they have get, a higher percentage, like 14.1? The other guys have like 13 and 12. It should, but they changed it, I guess, to prevent tanking. But it's not. It's not going to prevent it. So, And the Bulls got 22, so they are... The fourth worst record right now. So who are the top three picks? It's Zion, Morant for sure. That's one and two, right? Yeah, that's the thing. You know, if the Knicks don't get one and they can get Morant, I mean, that would be good too. Are you okay? I was going to say, are you okay with that? I mean, you want Zion, obviously. But I think Morant would be successful in New York. I think the fans would gravitate to him. And uh, You you okay with R.G. Barrett at three? You feel good about that as a Knicks fan? 
you I probably, don't think I do. You, you wouldn't be, I don't no. think. And then you'd feel like you lost if you get him at three. I mean, again, he could still be a good pro. Um, but if you're the Knicks, if you don't get Zion, it's a, lo- it's a fail. It's a fail. I don't yeah. think Morant saves it enough. I think it's Zion or bust, dude. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's what they're hoping for. You're Zion, and then, and then you, take your, you, you get your, spend your money on two guys. So you have two guys, Dennis Smith and Zion, and maybe you, you have a shot next year. Yeah, or at least to put him back in uh, playoff contention and get some juice back at the Garden. Right. I mean, that would do it, right? You, does does Morant bring juice to the Garden? I think he does, actually. Okay. I do. Right. I, I do. I think uh, point guard. Uh, I do. I do think he would bring some juice to the Garden. I think no nobody brings his juice like Zion brings the juice to. Well, of course. I mean, people. He owns New York. Tournament. Well, it also depends who you bring in. But he would definitely be uh, beloved, and you know they, they would think he is the answer in the next step. Do you think Kemba comes to New York if Zion's there? I don't know, man. I, if I'm Kemba, I would want to, but it sounds like they want to keep him in Charlotte. I know, but would you want to stay in mediocrity in Charlotte your whole life? Charlotte's uh, a great town. I like Charlotte, but the team is terrible. It is. I don't know how much he likes it there, but uh, Kemba at the Garden would be fun. Yeah, it would be. All right, let's take a timeout. When we come back, we I promise you we'll go through the, the today's got games in, the, in Major League Baseball. We'll give you some plays, some visionary plays, bonus with Ronus. We'll try to win you money tonight, scout fantasy style, when we return right after this. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Rain dance! Make it rain. I'd be more pissed off that instead of letting Guy take that last-second desperation shot, you chose to foul him and give them a non-shooting foul, but give Virginia the ball out of bounds and have an opportunity to get it to him in the corner to shoot that three to begin with. If you just would have let him take that shot and not fouled him, they wouldn't have had a chance to inbound it to him in the corner. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. 
right, guys, tune in to Make It Rain with Joe Ranieri and Dane Martinez on the FNTSY Sports Radio Network weekdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Your old haunting spot, Ronas. As they start your mornings doing their best to get you addicted to sports wagering. Calm your nerves listening to Joe's cathartic ritual of complaining about his previous night's bad beat. Pick up the phone and tell Dane to shut the hell up. And when he tells you, I told you so, after you faded his pick. If you're not driving to work, catch the video feed on FNCSY Sports Network YouTube page or on your favorite OTT provider. It's Make It Rain on the FNTSY Sports Radio Network and FNTSY Sports Radio YouTube page. Weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. Do you miss the 6 to 9 a.m. spot, Adam? No. Uh, I mean, I like the uh, morning drive, but I don't miss waking up at 4 a.m. If Mike Cardano calls you tomorrow and says, Joe and Dane are gone, Ronus, we need you back at 6 a.m., are you in? Uh, show me the money. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, so you're out. Okay, I got you. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at today's uh, slate in uh, DFS. There's two early games, uh, Tampa Bay and White Sox and uh, Pittsburgh and uh, the Cubs, so we're not going to play those. But let's say Oakland at Baltimore, Ronus. Marco Estrada against Andrew Kashner. Ball should be flying. It's a 10 over under. Yeah, obviously Kashner is not very good. Estrada has not been getting strikeouts at all. We know he's a fly ball pitcher, so I think there's definitely a lot of appealing bats here that you're going to look to. Uh, damn, Kendry's Morales is 2,600 on Fanzel. Uh, oh, I'm playing him. I am playing him tonight. Yeah, I think he's a, a good play here tonight, but uh, there's a lot of... This is a game where I think you, you can go with several bats. By the way, I stayed away on Friday from the Phillies because of the rain, and it was a big mistake. I was like, oh, I'm not going to play. It's going to rain. And they, they played the game anyway. So even though it's like 35% chance of rain, I'm still in on tonight's Baltimore game, by the way. Oh, that's what the forecast calls for? Yeah, right now it's like 35 37% chance. But that could change, so we'll watch that closely. All right, Washington against the Phillies. Anibal Sanchez against Vince Velasquez. This is another one with a nine and a half total. Yeah, Velasquez making his first start of the year. Anibal Sanchez was shaky in his first outing and left that game early after getting hit on the hip. But he will make the start tonight. And uh, Phillies obviously are a team that very dangerous offensively right now. You really don't want your pitcher to go against them unless they're elite. Adam, did you see Brian Dozier's like 2100? Uh, I did not, but yeah, he has done absolutely nothing so far, and they continue to hit him second. I, I think that has got to change. I think at some point they have got. I'm gonna to play him. Vic- I'm gonna play him tonight. They've got to get Victor Robles near the top of the order. He's been hitting, uh, and I think it's time to to move him to the top. All right, I agree with that. But at 2100, I'm playing Dozier. All right, Yankees against the tech, uh, the Houston Astros. Your boy Tanaka against Justin Verlander. I love Verlander, but. Do you play him tonight? Because he's going to cost you a fortune, and it's against the Yankees. But the Yankees just, you know, hit, what, 700 runs yesterday. Do you think this is a day the bats go quiet? What do you do tonight? Yeah, I mean, when you look at the slate, there's just not a lot of good pitchers on there tonight. So I think people will definitely pay up for him in cash, uh, just looking at the slate. But I think at tournaments, you kind of don't have to. I mean, this looks like it could be a heavy offensive night. So I think you don't have to. I mean, we got cores with 11. We got the two two tens, a nine, so a nine and a half at Citizens Bank. So I, I don't think you have to play him tonight. In cash, I think he you you probably do. But I don't see another pitcher I really want to start tonight. 
That's the yeah, that's the issue, man. Uh-huh. I really don't. I'm look I, Ryu. I don't like him on the road. Mikolas has been disgusting. Bumgarner. Do you feel good about that? I don't feel good about any of these guys. I don't. Uh, I do like Ryu. Uh, he's looked really good so far. Uh, Cardinals have not been great so far, and the Dodgers have just been putting up a ton of runs, getting a lot of offensive run support. So. I think Ryu would probably be one of the guys I like. But after that, I mean, I guess Eric Lauer, just because he's going against San Francisco, uh, he in San Francisco. I know he wasn't good in his last outing, but the Giants are not hitting lefties at all, man. Uh, they got a 269 Woba against lefties, and it's just a terrible lineup. It is a terrible lineup. I know he doesn't get a lot of Ks either. I but. know he gets no Ks. The guy goes six in and gets two Ks. He doesn't help you. I'm better. You're better off with Domingo Herman, who gets you like six innings and seven Ks. Yeah, but Herman's not on the slate. I know, but you know my concept. All right, Seattle against Kansas City. What about Homer Bailey, who got what five innings, eight strikeouts? Or do you like Seattle tonight? What would you do here? I like Seattle's bats. I mean, the one thing with Bailey is he gives up a ton of home runs, and this Seattle offense has hit so far. I expect Jay Bruce to be back in the lineup. And he's been swinging a hot bat. Domingo's been great this year. He hits righties. Hanniger hits righties. I mean, I'd go with the Seattle bats here. It's just, I know Bailey had some strikeouts in his last start, but he's very prone to the home run ball. So uh, I'm on the Seattle offensive side. All right, the game I referenced to earlier, Atlanta's playing Colorado. Julio Tehran against Kyle Freeland. The game is 11 Man, this is and everybody. I mean, from Dansby Swanson to Tyler Flowers to Camargo, you name the guy, they're going to be priced up in this game. For sure. Uh, especially on DraftKings. Uh, they definitely put the prices very, very high if you want to get those bats. So that means you're probably going with cheap pitching if you are trying to stack that game. Uh, on Fandle, it doesn't seem as drastic from what I'm looking at real quickly. All right, so you mentioned San Diego at the Giants, but this game has a 44% chance of rain, and it's only 58 degrees. The over-under seven runs, Adam. Maybe this is a mad bum night. Uh, Could be. I do not completely trust them. I mean, the Padres have been hitting well against lefties. Uh, Baumgartner was good opening day. He was not as good in his last start, and the price is still high. That's the problem. You know, you really... Not getting at a discount. You know, this is still bump garner based on reputation for his price. I mean, he's 93 on DK and 92 on Fandle. Yeah, that's too much. That's a problem. It's too much. I mean, if he if he was 82, I'd be very interested. At 92, I'm not interested. Yeah, I think it's too too much money. All right, Milwaukee at the Angels. Jules Chassin against Trevor Cahill. This over-under is nine, Ronas. You like this game? This could be a lot of runs, too. It could be. I think me Shasin might be in play. He hasn't really gone deep. He's only gone, uh, I think, uh, five and five and a third in his first two starts. Uh, but he has uh, 13 strikeouts over that span. And the Angels aren't a potent lineup. I mean, obviously, Mike Trout's on fire right now. It's so much fun to own Mike Trout. I only have him in one league but it's because I didn't have the one pick. But it was a, a keeper league. And just having him on the team was just so much fun. But I uh, I, I do think, based on this slate, I, I think you could use your scene. I think there's a good chance you know, he could get a win. And Milwaukee's hitting the ball well, too. Do you mind Milwaukee? Do you like Milwaukee even more going to an AL stadium because he has the DH and uh, Thames will play? Yeah, that's true. I think Thames should get in there. It's against uh, the Angels have, uh, what is it? Cahill. Cahill pitching for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I would think that uh, Thames gets in there tonight. 
Mm-hmm. So who are we going with pitching wise? So I mean, I like Verlander, but against the Yankees, or is that contrarian play Verlander? You mentioned him in cash, but it is the Yankees. What, do you still go to go to him? I think you can, just because it's not the same Yankees lineup. I know they've been scoring runs. Sanchez is hot, Clint Frazier, but it wasn't Camden Yards. Uh, but I don't love the spot for him, especially if you're getting bad. So I like Ryu. I think Shasin's in play. Lauer. And oh, that's you, I, Doc, you like to go risky. I do. Here you go. You, you, want, you want some risk? Yes. You ready for this I'm one? I'm ready. Go. Julio Tehran. And I don't like him, but he's Why do you say Tehran? Look how cheap he is. He's and like I, dirt. I could get dirt for more than Toronto. Do you? Was, is he? When is he a gas can? Is it at home or on the road? Uh, I think it was. Is it? I don't remember offhand. I think it was. I think it's at home. Yeah, at home in that park. He's worse at home, right? Yeah. Oh, that's I, that's so risky. It's yeah, ballsy, I don't know. bro. I don't think it I is can ballsy. Do Doc's like, wait a second. I can't click this button. I, I can't. T- I mean, I'm, I'm a risk taker. Okay, dude, okay. But that's Here, crazy. Here, okay. How about Felix Hernandez? <laughs> He's not the same pitcher, but yeah, it's a good matchup here. It's uh, on the road at Kansas City. And Homer Bailey does and, suck. Oh, here you go, Doc. You love narratives, right? I do. I do. Give me a narrative. Do you know what today is for Felix Hernandez? His daughter's birthday. His birthday. Oh. He turns 33. Really? Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> That's a pen click right there, Ronas. <laughs> right there, you got the pen click. Did I ever tell you that... Uh, I give give you two law school stories here today. One of my friends in law school's mom worked at the Meadowlands, and he said, "Always bet the jockeys on their birthdays. They win like four or five races those nights." I'm like, "Can you get me a list? Can you tell me?" He wouldn't tell me the birthdays, but he always said jockeys won like four or five on their birthday. Okay, so you're saying play DFS on my birthday? I not you at the pitcher's birthday. (laughs) Your birthday doesn't matter. Why? You could lose. Oh, damn it. I thought I was guaranteed to win. No, no. I but I, already, I, I, I like already... the Felix Hernandez. How about Felix Chassin as my two pitchers on DK tonight? And then stack bats, right? Yes. That could work. Man, what an it's an ugly night for pitchers, man. I mean, really, if you don't go Verlander, it's like... <laughs> well, some then, is, if you don't go Verlander, seriously now, why wouldn't you just go Tehran and Homer Bailey and only spend uh, 10800 and just stack the crap out of the bats? You could, but you might get negative 15 combined from your pitchers. Now, I have seen something recently. There are sites proposing that you put a guy with a zero in there, Adam. Oh, a pitcher? So someone who's not pitching today? Not a pitcher, but like a catcher. Like oh. a draft, because DraftKings, the catcher is so expensive. Mm-hmm. So why would I pay 4100 for Robinson Chirinos, who sucks? Why not just pay like 2700 take the zero, and use that money elsewhere? You know, in baseball, it's not crazy because you could pay that much for a catcher, you know, the 41 for Chirinos, and get a zero anyway. Right. So, and a zero is not going to kill you. Now, could you take down a GPP with a zero? Yes. Is it likely? No. But, it, you know, if you're getting a, a three-homer game in one of your other spots and then a couple guys hitting one, and your pitchers come through, it's possible. Like in basketball, I would never do that, obviously, unless you're on FanDuel and you, your lowest score for NBA is dropped. Uh, I would never do that, though, in basketball. No, but like, Rio, Gary Sanchez is 4,300, right? And right. Rio Muto's 45. After those two guys, you think I'm paying 3,800 for Austin Barnes? Why not just put. Tw- I like Austin 20- Barnes. He's good. 
He is good. He is. I don't know if I'm. Pay, I don't good. want to pay that price for him, but. But am I better off going for twenty five hundred and just putting a guy in there and just saving that money? I see the argument for it. It's not crazy. I know, right? I, I think it. I I've seen optimizers come up with that. Oh, I, yeah. And yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like put in the two, especially was it on DraftKings? Two like two thousand dollar guys find me two cheap, especially on a course field night. That's the problem. If you want to stack course field, that's how you're going to have to do it because it's so expensive. That's obviously with Verlander, by the way. If this is you would do this with Verlander, you wouldn't have to do this with Felix or Chassin or anybody else. Right. That's yeah. And Verlander is clearly the best pitcher on the slate. Doesn't mean he's going to produce. We did see him get hit. His last start, uh, and it is in Houston, though, which is more of a pitcher's park. You know, people don't realize that. They think just because it's short down the left field line, but that is a pitcher's park. Did you know Shasin's $8,100? You don't have a problem paying that? Uh, yeah, it's a little high. Oh, Felix at 69 at least I can get around that. Yeah, and he could get the offensive run support. I mean, again, I don't feel great about it because he's not the same pitcher, but it is a good matchup, and... Uh, you got your narrative there as well. And Wasn't, Kansas City's been losing pretty bad, and, and they could hammer Homer Bailey. They could. They could absolutely. Didn't, didn't you uh, – like, wasn't Kyle Freeland good at home last year? Yeah, he had like a two-point – I wrote about it the other day in the two-star pitches. Was it 2.4? That seems low, but it was definitely under three. It was either 2.4 right. or 2.9. I thought home. it was 2.8, something like that. Maybe I'm wrong, but – Yeah, it I was mean, definitely under three. It was in the twos at home. So then why is Freeland at 6,200 a good pay if he likes pitching at home? Well, that was last year. We don't know if that's going to translate again, so that's why. <laughs> this really is – I mean, Vince Velasquez is 8,400, Ronas. In his first start. And <sighs> we know Velasquez can either be really good and strike five out 11. Innings. Or he can go three innings and walk five and be right. out of there. Yeah, this is this is one of the craziest slates I've ever seen. It really is. It's a very, very odd slate where you just don't feel good about a lot of the pitchers. And uh, you like so many bats here because this definitely looks like a, an offensive night. And especially the ball is just flying out of the park earlier in the year. It looks like, at least early on, we're back to what we saw two years ago with a ton of home runs. DK pricing is a little crazy, though. It's a little high. It's I mean, Freddie Freeman is 5,600, Ronas. Yeah, at Coors Field. So oh. they're like, hey, you want to play Coors Field? You can, but you're going to pay out your ass for it. All right, my one play of the night, I think I am 100% in on Kendris Morales at 40, at 43. I know 4,300 is more than I want to pay, but 2,600 on FanDuel, they're basically saying, please, Dr. Roto, play me. Put me in your lineup. Win some money tonight. I'm so in on Kendris Morales tonight, Ronis. Yeah, I like him too, especially on FanDuel. It's just a good price. Uh, yeah, so I think you know he hasn't really gotten going yet, uh, and I expect him to, and it's a good matchup here. This is a night where you could see him go yard. All right, any plays that you have? Any bonus from Ronas? Uh, I mean, I like a lot of the Seattle bats. I'll go with Jay Bruce. He's been on fire, and he's in a good spot. So I like him tonight. Uh, I like a lot of the A's bats. Uh, for the Dodgers, uh, Jock Peterson, I think, is a good play tonight. You know, he should be in there against the righty. And Hunter Renfro has been on fire, man. He uh, has been on fire. And I know you like the BVP. He has good uh, BVP against Baumgartner, 385. Ooh. I do like BVP. I do like that. Yeah, Renfro's hit. He's not good defensively. He made a couple of mistakes the other day, but I got to think that 
the way he's hitting that they they keep him in there for now and obviously that Padres outfield is a nightmare like I had Renfro on the bench earlier in the week in the NFBC or the days where he had the multiple home runs because you just don't know how many games he's going to play it's funny somebody gave me a trade offer yesterday Renfro who I didn't have that he had Renfro for Cedric Mullins and Jerks and Profar wasn't a bad trade offer because Mullins is a zero to me but I don't know if Renfro is going to play so I had to say no yeah, I mean, if we knew Renfro was going to play every day, I mean, I think you'd feel good about 30, 35 home runs. But they got five options there for three spots. And we know Myers pretty much is going to play every day. I know Cordero had a little bit of an elbow issue the other day, but I think he's fine. And the problem is, you know, if Myers played center, it would make things easier. But the, they really only have Margo and Cordero to play center. And Cordero's not even that good defensively. Right, they really are. This Is, a, is Reyes that good defensively? Because I don't think he's that great either. Not in they're not in center. That's the problem. Is they re, that's helped Margot because Margot is the best center fielder they have defensively, and it's helped him get in there where you probably want to see Reyes, Renfro, and Myers as the three. Right. No, that's absolutely true. All right. Who's coming up in hour number two, Adam? It'll be just me. I'm riding solo today. Really? Yeah. What are you going to talk about? We'll talk about some of the uh, top players from the weekend, fast starters. We'll take a look at some fab prices and whether people should pick up those players if they're available in their leagues. And we'll look at some of the early lineups for the day. I picked up Alex Verdugo this week. You like him? I do, but where's the playing time? I saw people spend a ton of money on him. I only spent $24 in tap. Oh, dude, he, somebody spent in the NFBC over 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Vlad Sedler likes him, which means a lot to me. But I was like, I, I like the player. I just don't like the playing time. Yeah, that's that's the only issue is where is he getting the time? All right, guys, this is Dr. Rose saying be well and take care. Keep it right here for an hour number two of Scout Fantasy Sports right back after this.